1: Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at Sohoradiolondon.com.
0: What's up, everybody? You are listening to the 10th episode of the hashtag SpeakUpThursday Radio show with Love Music, Hate Racism. Uh, this is exciting. This is a bit different than the ten previous, nine previous episodes because we're all vinyl. <laughs> and we're here, we're, we're all vinyl. It's not me talking to somebody just, just triggering tunes that they told me to play. This, we're doing a live vinyl thing. Please help me welcome Rebel Clash.
1: Thank you. Thanks for inviting me down.
0: Yeah. Well, I thought it would be... It's perfect because just before uh, the lockdown, like the lockdown actually happened right as we were meant to do a massive show at 93 feet east with you as the headliner. That's right. Um, and so we've been meaning to get you in here to speak anyway. And also you've been very active, um, not, like not out at gigs like that, but yeah. you've been very active while we were all locked down and during this pandemic. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. Of course. Maybe we could talk about, first, um, I saw you did this gig for Lockdown TV, The Sounds of the Struggle, is that right? Yeah, Healing of the Nation. Right.
1: Soundtrack to the struggle.
0: That's right, yes. So talk to me about how, how that came about.
1: Well, it was um we was like banging in the midst of the uh, Black Lives Matter movement and um <clears throat> what was going on in Trafalgar Square and um just the way everybody was, the energy levels at the time, which was obviously uh Rightfully so, to what was going on in America. And here we are in England and there was a lot of, um, you know, people didn't understand quite a lot of stuff that was going on. And so how I wanted to deal with it was to play music that was... uh, made uh, predominantly in the 70s that was talking about the struggle and to kind of like highlight uh, highlight it with the music and also with um, some photos that was based in and around um, well the UK in the 70s and how we all had to just basically how uh, the struggle's been going on for quite a long time mm. and um, my way of it, uh, expressing how I felt or the mood was just by playing those songs and having the images behind us um, while we was playing to kind of like unify people with with the music,
0: yeah, I'll definitely I'll put the link um, in the show description of this because I, I do recommend everybody just go to YouTube and if you search uh, Rebel Clash and Cup of Sounds, it's the first thing that, That's right. that comes yes. up. and so it was a massive stage with it, and the projections was amazing. You want to give uh, listeners a little bit of brief history about you and and your upbringing, music in London, and everything?
1: Um, yeah, uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> so it's, uh, so. For the last 15 years, I've been part of Chasing Status, touring around the world with, uh, with those guys. Uh, outside of that, I, I play a lot of reggae. Uh, my uncles were signed to the mighty Studio One Records out of Jamaica produced under Clements Dodds um, my uh, uncle's first album they were called Mijigan and Smiley Papa Mijigan General Smiley they were the first Jamaican double act at that time uh, they later went on to sign to Tough Gone Records Bob Marley signed them uh, because uh, I think it was like 81 when you go back to Jamaica, you realise the sound of reggae had changed and the dance hall, the chatting, the back and forth, the call and response was big. And at the time, my uncles uh, uh, were Rastafarians and they were doing it in that style. So he signed them um, to Tough Gong and they had a song called One Love Jam Down, which was a massive song at the time, yeah. which bridged the gap between Up Down... up. Uh, uptown Kingston and downtown Kingston people. Yeah. So uh, so the reggae comes from that background. Obviously, my family come from uh, Westmoreland, Jamaica, uh, and all have been part of sound systems, whether in the UK or in Jamaica. Uh, so that's where the reggae comes from. The jungle obviously comes from. That was what I originally was doing in the uh, streets of East London in the early 90s, uh, right up to this point now.
0: Yeah, I, I saw a video of... This is a little bit personal. I, I wouldn't mind talking about jungle for a few minutes because yeah. I didn't grow up with it. But I saw you, you and Chasing um, States just did a, a re- an album recently, the Return to Jungle, and I saw some some footage of you guys at Carnival, and yeah, there was a vibe. Um, what just briefly, you want to touch on like what that scene was like in the nineties? In um,
1: it was great. It was like you know, this is obviously before social media, um, so it was a, a definitely a more of a coming togetherness. Uh, and because it was our UK sound, it was something for us, you know, and everyone was sampling, whether you're sampling. Um, like. So for me, the main ingredient was always going to be the drums and the bass, and then the flavouring came in terms of reggae, came in hip-hop, came in jazz, came in... Uh, uh, um, Mentasm, angrier sounds These are all great flavourings And that was one of the great things about Jungle Drum and Bass That I've always liked You had the dark side You had the ragged reggae side You had the more melodic Mm. side So um, it brought everyone together Because if you're on a council estate in east london and you know you've got a an akai sampler and i've got a deck and you've got a mic we can create something we can yeah, go on the radio yeah. and it was a great way of um expressing ourselves through those early 90s era uh and the times we we're living in and um yeah, yeah. so yeah it was a great givenness of uh fashion art and um people from different backgrounds uh that can come together and uh, mm. create something that was ours for a change
0: and that's that seems to be a, a passion of yours I know when we spoke on the phone when we nailed this down you had just seen the film White Riot and you were talking about how inspirational that was it sounds Completely. like that that seems to be a running theme and you were talking about you know your uncle's bridging the gap in different parts of Kingston and their music yeah. and, and what you just spoke about there in the 90s yeah um, is that is that something you try to carry with you in in everything?
1: Yeah, because whenever there's been a moment, you know, I remember Margaret Thatcher did the um campaign to stop music um I forgot what the, what the uh what she did. Uh, the idea the uh the rave bill that came in. The rave bill. Yeah. yeah, and um you know, all the subcultures that came after us and that's a direct there's a link between punk, reggae, blues um and all the genres now, even like the early garage days, even early grime days, it's that DIY. Just do it yourself, do you know what I mean? And we're, we're getting back into it. That's why when they say stuff about killing creativity now, nah, this is the best time to be creative. This is exactly the mm. time to be creative. Joe Strummer, Joe Strummer, what would Joe Strummer would do if he was around now? Yeah. And, and so it's like all retrain or um, restrict means to me is adapt because we've been through this. Just because I used to rave at Fabric and Fabric not going to be anymore, there's another person that's going to come after me. That's going to be their new club. Mm. So wherever, if I used to go Herbal back in the day, someone else went X L Y R back in the day, it, yeah. you know. And it just it, it it evolves. There's a mentality that I like to come stay away from because I'm about evolving, not dissolving. And yeah. things don't last. Oh, I remember the greater days when we used to go to this club. it's never going to last. Your yeah. school's never going to be there. See, we're not taught this in school. You know, we're not taught evolution We're just taught. It's the reason people are so angry. Yeah, I remember it when it used to be like this. Mm. But it was never going to be like that. But we had nothing when you were younger to suggest that. And now you're like 50, 60. You're like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, and
0: also it's like... (laughs) They take the clubs away. We're going to do a gig anyway.
1: <laughs> you know I mean? We're, we're going like, to some, Sometimes you want it to take the the glamorous away, so we can get back dirty, so we can get back angry, so we can get back being truthful to the music that we want to make, and not just make music for Radio One, for daytime presentable music, or what mm. I call the guts, you know, the Sunday supplement version of it. No, let's get back. Let's get back into the uh, let's just real things to write and talk about now. Same with art. Same with films. Same with fashion yeah. like it 's reset, like we get to actually stop and go hold on a minute, I was trying to aim for that now i 've just done this bit of music because I had f- I was so pissed off and I have nothing and, and, I've, and I created this whoa that 's going to last that whatever you just created is going to last a lifetime now,
0: yeah, and not the minute, not the flavoring of what we 've been doing so yeah, there, yeah. there 's good within it one hundred percent that 's inspirational let's let 's hear the first set, so yeah, like i said we 're doing live vinyl today this is a little bit different. Um, so that was one chat and he's going to do what he does so we can actually enjoy it. That's why we had him on. And so, and we're going to, he'll do one set and then we'll talk a little more and then he'll do another. Um, so please lay it on us. Blessings. Right, that was set 1. I got to say this is the kind of thing that you don't really want to uh, limit to an hour. I could I could I could sit here and listen to this music and watch you do it live on the decks all day. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> Every day. I love this music. Um before I forget you do a residency in East London. You want to plug that so people know? Yes,
1: can... so there's a, 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 a pe- amazing, 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 I'm not just saying it, amazing pizza uh, restaurant <laughs> called A Slice of Blue, and they are very particular on how they make their pizzas. And uh, definitely uh, taste that when you eat it. It's absolutely amazing. So on a Friday, I play reggae there. All the uh, uh, guidelines are upheld. but um, So I'm in a corner and I get to play three hours of reggae. They've got a really great sound system in there and um, it was set up by these four guys who are massive vinyl uh, collectors. All the vinyl that you see in the uh, shop is predominantly 90s hip-hop and... Um, and uh, so yeah, they've got a great sound system. In there, they have great DJs. But on a Friday, that's my day, yeah. and uh, we start at six o'clock. And um, so for the last two, three weeks, we have been um, well, yeah, been selling out the Fridays. They've been the t- people have been coming back, really? and uh, so, so we built, built a really nice uh, crowd in there, appreciative for pizza and reggae.
0: And you've always. Um You've always been East London? Yeah, of? I was yeah. born
1: and bred in the Forest Gate, and um, so I've always lived in the East London area. Don't me, I've lived in North, I've lived West London for, for
0: quite a while, and North London for quite a while, but um, yeah, East. So um, you did some, when we, when we all locked down, you did some volunteering, is that right? That's right, yeah, mate. Um, you want to talk to us about that a little bit? Before? Yeah,
1: so it was like the second day of lockdown, um, I got a bike and I ended up working, at the time were two uh restaurants one was called made in hackney in dawson and the other one um oh my god i can't remember. i can't believe i forgot the name of it which is also in dawson um uh, another place that i was uh, Delivering out of so yeah, I was I was out nine you know eight nine hours of the day uh, delivering for one um, afternoon runs and then I was making it to the second to do the evening slot. So we was, was
0: it was it a, just a quick impulse? Like as soon as you it was like okay, everything's locked down, nobody can do anything. Was it just yeah? How, ca- so, how can so I help?
1: The, the moment it got locked down, my first reaction was I needed to help. I needed to, I needed to do something, and um, um, especially at that moment, I really remember those first three weeks of lockdown and it was so intense like you know obviously the world had never stopped uh, before and yeah. here we are and uh the vulnerable and i, I you know just you know uh I felt the um, I just needed to do something, so I got a bike and um, I just started delivering. And the more people that I delivered to, and I could see how much they needed that help, the yeah. more I was um, I was like, yeah, I, I, I don't mind how many hours of the day I'm out because I knew that I was reaching people. That um, there was young kids that only really eat food at school, yeah. that their main meal of the day, and then they get a meal maybe in the evening. And they were, they were you know there were elderly people that were um, ridiculously on another level paranoid yeah and um so dealing with them um um there were some challenging moments trust me but um, yeah yeah. we we, uh um yeah it was it it was just done out of that i just i just knew look, if you want to help if you want to make yourself happy make someone else
0: yeah i think that's that's just like a huge lesson isn't it and Mm -hmm. i think you know in the future i do think this is the time that everybody's going to look back on and they're going to think about like what what happened what did i do in that moment Mm. And maybe if, if people didn't do anything because they were scared or, or something, maybe they'll lear- even learn from that. Um, but just following that impulse of, of what, what can I do is, is amazing. I think as, as music people, we, we always resort to like, we're going to go do a gig or I'm going to play yeah. this music, I'm going to do that music. And that's great. That's natural for, for us all to do. But um, to step outside of that box and put yourself in that situation is amazing, man. Um, on On the music... Uh, you played Dennis Bavel earlier. Dennis Bavel legend of Jamaica. Uh, b- before you tell me what he means to you, everybody, if you're listen, listening, he has a show every other Sunday from 4 to 6. Mm. And my man Hugh over here is producing the, sh- the show, produces that show. Um, so do tune into that. Uh, yeah, what's Dennis Bavel mean to you, man? Um, first of all, I, I think he's from Barbados.
1: Oh, my bad. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I, Sorry. I just want to say that because, you know, the Caribbean man, them, don't, you know, Sorry, you mix man. up in team there, yeah? That one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, no, he's a legend, man. He was a legend. Uh, I grew up like, knowing that name for what he done in the UK for, for, for reggae, for dub. Um, even just outside of that, just as a musician, next level. Like, he was my King Jammies. He was my... Uh, Lee Scratch Perry uh, and um, it, it was uh, even the UK lovers rock scene that was in the UK which he's definitely you know one of the rockstone uh, mm. founders of some of that music wasn't known in Jamaica uh, uh, the, the lover rocks, lovers rock scene here but once again we had something that was ours and um, loads of great UK talent uh, talents at the time that was singing and producing music so uh, he's definitely spearheaded a lot of that and just his like man like I'm not gonna lie, I listen to a lot of Dennis Paville and I do a lot of mushrooms with that. <laughs> well done. And um that is definitely um, yeah. I've gone into uh many, the mind. many many uh, Dennis paville um pool uh via, with mushrooms and come out
0: the yeah, other end going, This guy is
1: like He's next level man. Like he <laughs> man. is
0: yeah. Um, and last plug of the film, not the last plug ever on the show, but if you haven't seen White Riot, check out White Riot, He's, oh. he speaks in there and, and, and there's footage of him playing with Matumbi in there. And it,
1: it, White Riot's a must. You know, yeah. it can't just be on an entertainment section of a Netflix thing anymore. There's so many great documentaries and that just goes, that, that, everyone needs to see it. Everyone needs, if you're from the UK, yeah. I mean, you don't have to be from the UK, but... You got to understand there was other things going on in the seventies apart from what the news was showing us, and there was other people standing up for uh, for, e- for equal rights and justice, and people put um, put themselves on the line for it. And uh, I, want, I, I for one salute uh, Red and everyone at um, Red and Roger. Yeah, yeah, I man, I salute them. them guys, there,
0: man. Um, okay, well, uh, we're gonna do we're gonna have one more set from you. Like I said, I wish this could go on for hours, but if you want to experience more of this music go to slice of blue in east london right
1: yeah my slice of blue friday, friday nights the um six o'clock start time come down there i'm just running bare rhythms yeah been, yeah i just <laughs> oh man yeah, I just jump, run beer rhythms and you get to eat some food and come out your house for a while and just uh, and catch a vibe.
0: Yeah, and once 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 Love, Music, Hate, Racism is putting on gigs again after when we're allowed to and that, uh, you will definitely see Rebel Clash out there for sure. Oh
1: man, I'm going to um, burn a fire on that stage. Yeah, man, thank you. So
0: that, you've been listening to the 10th episode of Hashtag Speak Up Thursday radio show with Love, Music, Hate, Racism on Soho Radio. It's every other Thursday. Uh, Rebel Clash, take it away, man.